Hello folks and welcome to the show. Hope you're all doing well out there. So with the easing of lockdown, I am now able to do these interviews in person again. And this is a really, really welcome change. I uh, just want to let you all know that we are still able to maintain social distancing at the studio and we are following all the required procedures. Uh, if any future guests would still prefer to do their interviews via video chat, that would absolutely be fine with me as well. Uh, we just wanted to give you a quick little update about how we're doing things during these difficult times. Uh, but now on to the show which is uh, brought to you by myself. So since lockdown I have been giving guitar lessons via video chat so if you'd like to learn a new skill during these strange and difficult times then do not hesitate to get in touch. I've been playing guitar for nearly 20 years and I customise all of my lessons around each pupil's individual needs and personal tastes in music. Whether you're a complete beginner or well on your way to a rock and roll stardom, I can help you out along the way. I know what you're thinking, guitar lessons can be expensive. Well, fear not. I'm currently offering my first guitar lesson for each new pupil at half price of just £15, but this offer also gets better. If you mention in your inquiry that you found me through the Simon Campbell incident, then you'll get another £5 off your first lesson. So that's just £10 for your first guitar lesson with me. How good's that? Uh, so you can find me on Facebook or Instagram by typing in Simon Teaches Guitar. That's Simon Teaches Guitar. And you can message me directly on there. And you can also email me at simonteachesguitar90 at gmail.com. That is simonteachesguitar90 at gmail.com. Get on it, folks. You won't regret it. So my guest today plays in an electronic duo known as This Human Condition. Their most recent single, God Kills Another Kitten, came out in March, and they've recently released some remixes of their song Telepathic Heights. He's also started a new project called Flux, who will be releasing music soon. Uh, we really touched on a lot of interesting subjects here, and we hope you enjoy hearing us in conversation. So without any further ado, please welcome Jamie Jamel from This Human Condition and Flux. <laughs> well, it looks like we've got a lot to talk about today, which is which is really really good news. All right, Jamie, thank you so much for uh, for taking the time today. Uh, You're very it's welcome. great to have you here. Good to see you. Um, yeah, so lots and lots uh, to talk about. So I think your most recent thing that came out under um, this human condition is your, your remixes that were done off your uh, tuner Telepathic Heights. Yeah. So uh, yeah, so there's three remixes out on Spotify that people can hear. Why don't uh, at four? There's four. Yeah. Great. Uh, I can't count, apparently. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, why don't you just uh, walk us, walk us through, through that? Okay, so Telepathic Heights was first released by us in 2016 about the Stokescroft riots. I live in Stokescroft, so I wrote that song that night. Um, and then we kind of didn't get it together for remixes at that stage, and they came four years later. So I think it was back in May we released them. So it was supposed to be with a deep a label called Deep Down and Dirty. Um, for whatever reason, she decided not to release them. Uh, one of the remixers was setting up his own label called Quintess. I'm so sorry, I can't remember. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> um, right. Remo, I think his name is, or maybe that's the other one. Anyway, so they said they would release them. So I've decided to release remixes under this label only and release our own stuff independently 
That's exciting, dude. So what, yeah. what what's it like being a... Because you were with uh, Technophonic for uh, a little bit, which is a small label in New York. Yeah, we were with them for about four years. Yeah. Um, they started about the same time as us. I really liked the idea of a connection with New York and electronic music. Mm. Um, I suppose they were more of a digital service in a way. So they would put all the releases up, you know, but all of the stuff was owned by us. We kept all their masters. So I, I suppose they were kind of a, a service. And we got a little mention in the Huffington Post. But apart from that, nothing... You know, we got on five compilation albums and stuff with them. Mm. So little things happened, but probably I was a bit more ambitious. Yeah. So I decided to leave early this year and take control of all of our stuff that um, Adam had released from Technophonic. Mm. The main reason, to be honest, was I kind of thought, well, what if one of us dies or you know because you can kind of leave a legacy can't you keep your music going yeah that was kind of what started it off really oh wow that starts a very uh it's a bit deep isn't it that's very deep <laughs> deep start deep start jamie i like it um so how is that feeling now as you're moving forward as 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 an independent having been with a label so it's it? a bit scary at first mm-hmm. because i had to learn everything you know going with district kid i know quite a few other bands that do it themselves mm-hmm. So decided to go with them. In hindsight, probably would have gone with uh, Ditto, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, so we put out God Kills Another Kitten mm-hmm. first. Uh, that was back in March. Obviously, we had loads of plans for that, and then we went into lockdown. Mm. Uh, so I, th- I thought, well, let's still go ahead with it. And uh, yeah, so I think that was March 27th. Then we had a, in June, we had a couple of releases. We staggered it a bit to just give us something to do, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh man, uh, yeah. So God kills another kitten. That's the uh, first tune I heard of you of your of you guys uh, oh, okay. from uh, Chris's Chris's uh, oh, five yeah. songs. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I was, that's I was, a good podcast. Yeah, yeah. I was doing I was doing some uh, when I was just reading up on you guys this morning. Uh, yeah, just uh, you were saying it's about uh, going out of a grandiose narcissist. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I <thought> we all. <laughs> Sounds like you did your research for that one. I did. Yeah. <laughs> I did. Six months research. Six months research. That's academic, yeah. bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger and all that. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'd just love to hear, like, um, I mean, if, if it's too personal, that's all right, but I'd love Absolutely to know a little not, bit more no. about the tune. Yeah. Well, um, so I work with a chap called Richard Mordecai, who has worked with us quite a bit with this human condition, Mr. Minchie being the other member. Um, Richard's always preferred to be behind the scenes. So he worked on tracks like Telepathic Heights, Psychotropic, Brother Blue, Normal. Um, God Kills Another Kitten is mainly me and Richard, to be honest, um, because Jason had some health problems So last year. So I, I went out to Bridge End, where his studio is, and um, he just played me something. And I kind of had these lyrics bouncing around. I knew that I wanted to do something about this character mm. um, that nearly destroyed me but didn't (laughs) and it it, it, you know it just fit so Mm -hmm. I I literally came home wrote rewrote the lyrics and it just went from there really so we we kind of share backwards and forwards files you know I'll sing bits send it over he'll send other bits and we'll but we're good friends as well so we started off as friends yeah yeah after 
Yeah, you start you uh, you and uh, uh, Jason or uh, uh, Mister uh, Minchie. Yeah, as, as he likes to be called. As he likes to be called. <laughs> uh, uh, the the other half of uh, this human condition. Yeah. Uh, you guys met in what 2015? It was a songwriting circle. Am I right? Well, I think we met in about 2013. Oh, okay. At the songwriting circle, you're oh. right. But we formed this human condition in 2015. Ah, okay. But we were wor- already working on tracks between 2013 and 15. Ah, right. It was other people that said maybe you two should work together because ah. our voices seemed to blend. We did. We kind of went out supporting each other for, on ah. the live circuit, really. Well, I suppose we started off with some open mics, you know, when you mm-hmm. test out tracks. Of course, yeah. And it was other people that pointed out that we worked really well together. Ah. So it was kind of like brought together kind of like by, I know it's a bit of a cheese expression, but maybe sort of brought together by the scene, just people kind of Absolutely. saw you guys yeah. playing and then just they, they just sort of put it put it together yeah. for you. Yeah, I was actually trying to encourage him as a producer, so I started paying him for one of my tracks that I got to a certain point with producing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it kind of went from there, really. And then I stopped paying him and we <laughs> formed this human condition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Try and avoid paying your bandmates unless you're yeah, making the money absolutely. together. <laughs> but I started off with good intentions. <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome, man. Uh, so it all just sort of came organically out, out of out, Because we'd out been of working for two years, we kind of had a few tracks, a couple yeah. of his, a couple of mine, and we thought, well, we'll just add a bit of my vocals on his and, and vice versa. And we, we already had the EP pretty much straight away. So we sent it to Technophonic. I, I found them. They kind of sprang up around the same time as I was mm-hmm. thinking about releasing it. it. Again, I just thought, let's go with it. Yeah. In hindsight, I probably would have uh, released it ourselves Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't really have any confidence with anything like that Mm. it is a big jump isn't it yeah I mean it's quite simple now you know but now I'm five years on Mm. but back then I was just really trying to focus on the music yeah and um, you know learning the rest of it my my head just can take it at that time yeah and I suppose like um, it's not just you've grown up in those those five years that's the whole practice of self-release and there's a lot more precedence for it now and there's uh, plenty of so so many more of our peers are doing it um i think it's just more of a natural i think natural you, thing to do you know yeah i, I think if you want to be independent mm-hmm. and in control completely you have to learn the business don't you yeah if you just want to go out gigging and make music and focus on that and have somebody else do the business side, well, then you have to make sacrifices for that. I'm not prepared to. Mm. Yeah. Um, doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. Mm. It's just what works for me, you know? I'm yeah. a, I, I suppose I'm a bit of a control freak when it comes to my music. No, that's fair enough. Mm. I think that that's that, that there's definitely good qualities w- w- within that, yeah. you know? And I think it's just... But you've also done it with a label as well previously, mm. so it's kind of you know you've just sort of done a bit of trial and error and you've kind of found out what you like what you don't like about yeah. how you want to do things and you're kind of willing to be malleable and to sort of change it well at first technophonic had more information than i did yeah and over time i realized i was starting to learn more than well equal them and then i felt that i surpassed a little bit so i thought i might as well just start doing this on my own ah. so no, we didn't fall out with them or anything mm-hmm. you know it was all very amicable yeah, yeah. um and we're still on their compilations we still got that connection. Mm-hmm. Um, we still got a little, our little entry on their Wikipedia <laughs> page. <laughs> That's <Anyway>. good. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So it's just it's just sort of a natural sort of thing. You kind of felt like you might have sort of felt like you sort of took everything you could have learned 
with working with them and then you just thought thought you just might have more more fun just taking it off on on your own absolutely yeah. and inspired by Stormzy because um I read his book and he's as far as I I know he's still not signed to a major oh right um he's kept his team of people around him and and I like that idea. I think, that, and and he says in the book that if he decides to change something, he doesn't have to have a big meeting with a bunch of people that probably aren't really into that music anyway. He yeah. can just, you know, WhatsApp the team, and it gets done. Yeah. And I really like that instant kind of because, yeah. as artists, I think we do change our minds quite a bit. Oh yeah, know? yeah. We are fickle people. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. how we improve because we have yeah. to make changes. Absolutely. We can't get too married to our own ideologies. No, you know, no. we got a. Uh, Stay, stay loose with like a certain bit of pragmatism to it. Sure. Yeah, with us, Storms is an interesting one. I've heard loads and loads about him, but I've never really delved, delved I- I- into any of his. Actually, no, neither have I. Ah, <laughs> I just read, picked up the book because yeah. I heard that he'd not signed to a label. Ah. I obviously know a couple of his tracks. And, yeah. Um, I did have the opportunity to see him at Glastonbury, but I ended up somewhere else, so oh. I missed him. Oh, right. But I like him. He seems like, you know, what yeah. I, I know of him, mm-hmm. he seems interesting. What's his book called? I don't know. Okay. Just, <laughs> I, I wasn't that interested in what, you know, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. Uh, if that makes sense. I yeah. was more interested in just finding out how he did it yeah. and why he chose to not yeah. sign with a major. That's really, that, yeah, Especially well, when he, he was becoming popular. Oh, I I didn't know that, but I'm gonna I'm gonna that's definitely gonna have to be worth a Google. So the, I did buy the book in Rough Trade if that helps. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm not. I'm not one for details. <laughs> that's all right. That's all right. And um, hopefully soon we can um, afford to have someone here googling stuff as we're going along for fact checking and stuff like that. But um, sure, well maybe I can put a picture of it up when this goes out. Or yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I what well, I I might just put like a link in. Yeah, I might. Just Okay. Write something in the description. I'll send you a link to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, I'll, I'll have to check that out, though. That's a, no, he seems like an interesting guy, and I'd like to learn a little bit more about him, especially yeah. if he's... Especially to me, that's he's, really interesting. Yeah. And I can sort of um, musicians slash entrepreneurs and it does seem to be more prominent with um, with rap artists mm. to be mm. in tune with the business side as almost as much and maybe even sometimes more so than the, than the music mm. it seems to be very much part of that sort of uh, rap and hip hop sort of culture to be to be grafting and putting things together you know uh, doesn't seem to uh, cross over to my world too much uh, what your country did you say? Oh no, I'm, I'm I, I I have played a country band before, but I'm a 
rock guy. Oh, rock guy, yeah. yeah well, so... that's how I started. Ah, oh, right, yeah. nice. Indie yeah. rock. Ah, yeah, love it, love it. Absolutely love it. What what, what indie bands were you into? Uh, what, God, well, I'm into all kind of, I think if you're into music, if you yeah. love music, you'd like something from every genre. Yes, that's true. Um, I agree. What, I don't know, Charlatans. Yeah. Um, oh, all of it, yeah, <laughs> a bit of all of it, you know. So was it sort of like more like sort of like a nineties era? Because I was, well, I, I came up in the noughties. Okay, so I come up um, in the oh dear, the seventies. <laughs> well, I was born in the seventies. Oh, right. Um So I suppose I remember a lot of music from the eighties. Yeah. Um, and nineties was when I was out partying, really. Yeah. So I lived through all of the nineties. I was yeah. sixteen in nineteen ninety. Ah, right. To put it into perspective. <laughs> <laughs> Not a thing wrong with that, dude. Not a thing wrong with that. So I started off in a band called Suspension. So it yeah. was me and three other straight guys. And um, really enjoyed playing music like that. Yeah. We would just rehearse. Actually, we rehearsed for six months, played two gigs, and then we were done. Ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I fell out with the drummer. Oh, dear. <laughs> Just, just always with the drummers. Always with the drummers. <laughs> yeah, but I started that um, in 2010. I was at Glastonbury watching Stevie Wonder, and he thanked people um, like me. Um, I'm also a carer. Oh. He was thanking kind of carers and, and nurses and people like that yeah. for looking after you know people with um, disabilities mm. or or sight. Um, issues. So, for, uh, just so, sorry, just a point of saying. So, for, for mm. folks that, uh, that that might not know, so you also just as well as being a oh, musician, yeah. you are a support worker, a well, part-time as well support worker. Yeah, mm. for people with learning disabilities. Yeah, yeah. So, um, lost my train of thought. Now, where Apologies, was I? Sorry. Just wanted to uh, no, to make sure. People like... So, Steve Wonder was thanking support workers. Ah, uh, yeah. So, it, in, it, that was the moment, the very moment. I'd always done music, been mm. into music, never had the confidence to actually do it in front of anyone else, really. Maybe a couple of friends, but, you know, nothing serious. Certainly nothing I would perform. Mm-hmm. So I was getting a little bit more confident. And and in that moment when he was thanking carers, me, I was with my friend Vic, and we were both in tears at mm. just at being recognised yeah. for the work we do, really. And then I, re- in, I realised I didn't want to be a carer. I wanted to be on stage doing what he does. Ah. So that was the, the moment. And, that, and I said to Vic on the way back, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start a band. And within two weeks, I'd already met someone and we started off, I think we were called Love Jam. This chap called Richard Love. We wrote, wrote a few songs and we got a girl on board playing bass. We kind of went out doing a few gigs and then um, the band got a bit bigger. And then the girl went back to Italy. She was Italian. Um, yeah, and, we, and I really enjoyed playing in this kind of really raw... Um, testosterone kind of <laughs> you know you can tell I'm a bit softly spoken I'm pretty sure of who I am you know yeah, yeah, yeah. so uh, they might argue with me and I like a bit of banter you know yeah. and all that so it was good we had a, yeah. a nice full sound nice love gem you guys were called no the by the time we got to that band we were called Suspension oh Suspension yes. yeah Sorry, this is the first podcast I've done face to face in a few months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not used to having like a real person. Yeah, sat next you have to get used to it again, yeah, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm so used to talking to a screen. How you sad are a is person. That? <laughs> yeah, <I'm> here. <laughs> You're here. Oh my god, this is insane. Yeah, we are maintaining social distancing, by the way, folks. Don't mm. you worry. Yeah. 
there's definitely two meters. Absolutely, absolutely. We've got a window open as well for ventilation uh, as well. So that's all good. We are playing by the rules, as any good podcast should be doing. <laughs> yes. So um, yeah. So uh, with with that last band before. So was that your last band before this human condition, or was there anything else that followed? Yeah. Actually, yeah. Yeah. And that that's when I joined the Song Circle and met Jason. Mm. Yeah. Really, Mr. Minchie. So the Song Circle was uh, it's in Stokescroft in a studio. I can't, well, again, the details. I can't remember the name of the studio. I could yeah. show you where it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and we just had this room at the back and we would just meet, I think it was once a month. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was like a support group, essentially, for songwriters. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. I'm Jamie and I'm, you know, an yeah. alcoholic songwriter. <laughs> 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 <Kind of thing. laughs> We had some crazy characters, but some really good things came out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, isn't it there? We all play synth. Isn't that a? Uh... Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah. So that's. Uh, did, am I right? Thinking you started that. No, or, kind of. Yeah. Well, you're very much involved. I'm involved, involved with it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We run it with James and Chris. Yeah. So the long and short of that is in 2017, I saw this little advert for an electronic music open mic night in Bristol. It was at the Nova, mm-hmm. um, which is just off the centre. Mm-hmm. Um, and this chap called Martin Christie mm. was putting on an open mic for electronic musicians only. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. So we yeah. that night we met um, Lizzie Bradley, um, some people from up north called Us, who are really good, and Phoenix Flair, James and Chris from mm. Bristol. They're the guys that mainly run We All Play Synth, helped by me, Ant, and Hector. But I mean, they, they sort of do, you know, it's all their equipment and stuff. So that that's how it came about. Yeah. That's awesome, man. That's all, like, I, I, I love hearing about all these extra little uh, sort of pockets and these extra little communities yeah. of... Um, of these all these different styles of styles of music and I just love the overlap and the collaboration and the support that they yeah so I, I just reminded me I put on a show so Martin came back then that next year and put on a showcase uh, sorry the next open mic was at Rough Trade because Rough mm. Trade had just opened they mm. liked the idea it's obviously something new it's not something you hear every day is it mm. an open mic night yeah. for electronic musicians yeah 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 um, and then Martin said to me, why don't you do something, you know, in Bristol? And I was getting a bit more confident. I thought, oh, yeah, we could do that as a band. We could host it, put it on. We, we know a few other bands now, you know. Excuse me. And, yeah, so I set one up. But I, I pretty much did it, a lot of it on my own. Jason did help, you yeah. know, on the night and stuff. But I, f- I didn't really enjoy it. I found it quite a lot of pressure. You know, you got lots of different bands mm. contacting you, lots of different... Um, Need wants and needs and yeah you know so I went round to James's house James Bragg from who's who's with uh, we all play synth from Phoenix Flair and he kind of helped me out a little bit um, and then we put on the night the night was brilliant I really enjoyed it once it was finished yeah but I was so nervous and you know people did turn up it was really well attended it was yeah. great actually really well programmed it, it couldn't have been better but brilliant. I don't think I allowed myself to enjoy the process. Too much too much pressure. Yeah, so I think James kind of got that and then mm. decided to put on We All Play Synth and, and I would just sort of 
help, you know, host it maybe, mm. which is mostly what I do, and help with take the equipment in, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. We do it at the Green Bank, what well, we did. Mm. And do, do you reckon you'll be starting that up as soon as that, that sort of like watch this space as soon as you're allowed to? Well, we've been talking this morning, funny enough, on a WhatsApp group we've got. Um, we're maybe talking about open spaces. I mean, there's so many questions in the air at the moment. Mm. We don't really know how it works for grassroots, mm. you know, musicians yeah. and venues yeah. that we play in. Um, I still don't know the rules. I mean, it just keeps changing every five minutes. You kiss my neck and then my lips Like I have never been kissed You're grandiose Blushing innocence Each time I shake my chest Got kills and never get done I fell for you Had a lucky escape Majestical Took my mind on a trip I don't want to say too too much, especially on a on a podcast. Yeah, because just... by the time it comes out, it will all be different. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, well, the turnaround this one's going to be quite quick. This uh, it's coming out this Thursday. All right, so uh, okay. so it's relatively relatively good turn uh, quick turnout for us, which is quite quite a nice change. It's, yeah. it's normally about two weeks. Yeah. Uh, so I used to have to do a disclaimer oh, okay. at the start of lockdown because obviously it's what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. So I did have to do a quick disclaimer oh, just to say, just so you folks know, you know, this was. Record two weeks prior, yeah, yeah. so whatever we're saying is probably going to be out of date. Out of date. Uh, yeah. Which out of fashion. Think, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Maybe so. <laughs> um, uh, so um, oh yeah, and so you know, you just got one. I want to be sort of careful because I I don't know what the hell no, I'm talking no. about. You know. But so you you reminded me of some more. So the so what we try to do is maybe every month or every other month do something at the Green Bank, or we all place in. So anybody that just does stuff in the bedroom is a really great place to test stuff out. Actually, mm. that's how I met the BJs. I saw that you'd interviewed them. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Musoid. Mm-hmm. Apparently I introduced him once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as I heard about all, we all place in, I was thinking, oh, cool, because Musoid's been there, BJs. Yeah, uh, spoken yeah. to both Ben and Jacob about yeah, yeah. that as well. So yeah, it's like, yes, small world. Yeah. <laughs> so then the... What we do then is take it to Rough Trade and we kind of do a showcase once a year yeah, to kind of put on what we think mm-hmm. are, are the highlights, really. Yeah. Yeah. To oh. give us a presence as well and to let the Bristol scene know that there is an, a, a thriving yeah. electronic scene out there, you know? Yeah, yeah. It, you know, I know you're into guitars and stuff, but it kind of, that does mm-hmm. take over, especially mm-hmm. in the Ed Sheeran years. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's past a bit now, but nothing against Ed, but... Mm. Everyone, you know, we were going out on the open mic scene and it was just... Guitars. Yeah. Guitars and checkers. And then we and would go on shirts. and people would kind of yeah. actually come up to us after saying, do you know what, that woke, that woke me up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair. Fair. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, there's nothing... No, I'm with you. There's nothing yeah. worse than a soppy, uh, soppy bozo with an acoustic and yeah, a yeah. shit song. Yeah, it's yeah. Just, it just makes you want to cut your yeah. fucking ears off. Do you, do you know a guy called Paul Whitrow? Paul Whitrow. Not off the top of my head. Okay, so um, he was very important 
in us. He saw us at the, the, the Fleece, used to do the Mother of All open mic. This is back in 2014, 15. Oh, I would, I would have been living out of Bristol at the okay. time. Okay, yeah. yeah, so on a Monday night, it was an opportunity to go and experience what it's like to be on a, you know, stage like that. Yeah. I think it's like 500 capacity. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, sound you got the full sound, you got all the lights. Oh, the sound there's great. Yeah, so you, you get, yeah. you know, you'd only get, um, I don't know what it was, 15 minutes or something. Maybe it was less than that. It might have even been just a couple of songs. Yeah. Three songs, maybe. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Paul started off doing that, and then we did the psychotropic track. Mm-hmm. And he came up to us after, just, he was just blown away by it, you know, because it, it shook the room, because everything mm. else was plinky-plonky, <laughs> Ed, Ed, you know. <laughs> and then the, if you hear psychotropic, it's a really full sound, mm, you know. Yeah, all of a sudden, like, the full spectrum of sound. Yeah. You realise, oh, wait, there's bass. Yeah, and um, he was, am I allowed to swear on this? Yeah, f- Yeah, he fuck came yes, up, we're fucking out, guys. That was fucking amazing. <laughs> you just blew all those other more expletives out of the water, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, no, no, it, you do get that. You do get that. Like, sometimes with open mics, I, you know, I, I love all sorts of music, uh, but I, like, I'm definitely more of a rock guy than a folk guy. Uh, yeah. So I play quite loud anyway. And mm. sometimes it can take people kind of like a little bit unawares, but that's often quite a good thing because sometimes people want to get woken up. I certainly do. I can't yeah. listen to 20 guitar players no. back to back. No, and I love the guitar. I mean, it's an amazing yeah, same, instrument. Same, yeah, it's not, same. I'm not down on guitar. No, yeah, no, I know you're not. Yeah. Uh, don't worry. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to get defensive yeah. on you, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, please. Uh, <laughs> I was hoping for a socially distanced... You know. I am so offended right now. You're going to your water over me, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I get more pissed off than with bad guitar music than anyone. Because yeah. it's my sure, thing. Sure, it's your thing. Uh, so you would Notice. It's like guilt by association if there's someone up there who you've just, noticed from the first few who chords, just sucks. Yeah. Like, but although I don't want to be a dick, so I'm a guitar teacher as well. I want to be encouraging, and yeah. I think it's great. I, I like like what you're sort of saying with with your like electronic open mics. How important it yeah. is to be supportive. Well, I'm and, glad you said that word you know, encouraging. Because... Encouraging, yeah. So you know, I don't want to be too much of a grumpy. Grumpy old bass. There's enough grumpy rock too guys. Too much of a out Victor Meldrew. You're probably yeah. too young to know that reference. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure it was great. <laughs> uh, um, you know, I, I don't want to be too much of a of a grumpy bastard about it. Uh, you know, but a bit of does, grump helps. It does, every now and again, there's, yeah. there's, a, there's a limit. Yeah. You know? um, Allow a little grump. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, um, you know, like I'm um, talking about. Um, uh, electro artists that sort of like open mics that's like a, I know I've told the story before but with uh, going back to BJ's um, yeah. when I first met them at the left bank they were already booked to come on the show the okay. following day yeah, yeah. Um, but um, they just turned up at, le- at the left bank open open mic at about oh, midnight that, that's wild that open mic yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and just um it's and a shame he's gone. Like yeah, this. yeah. Uh, but they just plugged in and played and just blew the fucking house down. And it, it, they pretty much did the same at Left Bank. Yeah. Uh, I had actually left, so I was in a taxi. I had to, I had guests coming down from London, so I had to leave. I think they were on about 10, and I probably... I literally left, so I didn't even introduce them. I left before yeah. their performance. They were literally going on next... But it was going out live, so I was watching it in the taxi. <laughs> no, I hope they get Oh shit! I really was Turn to back around. However, <laughs> cut to rough trade last year where we did our showcase. About, yeah. I don't know if it was about November or something. Yeah. Um, we got them on the bill then. Yeah. And I introduced them then, so I got my moment. But yeah. Uh, yeah, just love how raw they are and yeah. how you know they just. 
I remember they were just sat there, they're quiet little lads, being very yeah. respectful. They got up and just blew the place yeah. apart, you know? I really like that. Yeah, absolute uh, dichotomy between like how they are as people and how they are um, on stage. I mean, like uh, when I've interviewed both uh, Ben and, and Jake, Jake was the uh, was the last BJ that I uh, that I interviewed a few weeks ago. Yeah. We just had the best time. I just... listened to both. Yeah. yeah, oh, nice one. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just like the nicest dudes to talk to. Um, well, I and... love that they're just doing something new, yeah. something random, very in keeping with Bristol, actually, the yeah. whole idols, the punk kind of yeah. ethos, you know? Something that really uh, caught my attention when I was uh, listening to you and uh, reading up on your bios and everything, um, your song uh, "Breaking the Code" about uh, Alan Turing. Yeah. That's a that's a fascinating uh, subject to write a song about. Yeah. So, I'd yeah be really grateful if you can just walk me and our listeners through. Okay. How that came to be? Sure. Well, I was ashamed, actually, because it was um, New Year's Eve, uh, sorry Christmas Eve, back in. Uh, 2014 maybe I was washing up and I heard on the wireless yes wireless <laughs> <laughs> that um, Dr Alan Turing had been royally pardoned and I thought and he said he was a gay man and stuff and I thought oh I'm a gay man why don't I know about this I should know about this mm. so that's why I felt ashamed um, so obviously I looked him up immediately I was really interested in the story I became a bit angry why yeah. should he be pardoned and everyone else not you know, mm. why single him out? Why be socially selective? Um, so I, I then just started writing down loads of lyrics, loads of ideas. Um, actually, my partner was was waiting for me. We were due to go out, and I was like, "In a minute, in a minute." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it was that strong. I Got just straight going. away. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We did eventually go out. I parked it, and then I went to Song Circle, I think. And uh, there was a chap there called Jerome Clough who goes under the name of Insulin Junkie. And we, he'd written a song for me previously. Um, I didn't ask him to. He just randomly did it. And I thought yeah. that was a really, really lovely thing. Yeah. And then uh, we worked on a Christmas song together. And so then I said, you know, I needed help with it, really. Mm. Um, so this human condition wasn't formed at that stage. And the, the very first version was more of a, um, had like a brass section in it. Oh. Yeah, very different. Yeah. Um, but l- the lyrical content stayed the same. Mm-hmm. So he obviously connected with the story too, and knew about him anyway. Yeah. Um, so just for folks that uh, might who might sure. who might not know, I mean, he's a m- much more popular figure than he was a few years ago. Yeah. But because it wasn't a because you couldn't talk about it for fifty years. Yeah. Well, yeah. We didn't know about 
it wasn't yeah. very widely published history, but now we've had the film with better Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. 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 <laughs> so, um, and, and et We'd so actually he, written it before that film came out because oh, I sent right. it to them. Yeah. To maybe use, obviously. Oh, right. They didn't. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> but uh, ju- ju- just for folks that, uh, that don't know, do you want to just walk people? Sure. So, through? Dr. Alan Turian, he broke the Enigma code machine mm-hmm. when we were at war with uh, Germany, um, the Second World War, mm-hmm. and potentially saved, um, potentially shortened the war by two years, they reckon. Mm. Um, all this happened at Bletchley Park. Mm-hmm. He then, I think he went to university in Manchester. He's got a Manchester connection. Mm-hmm. So Bletchley Park is the main thing. Yeah. But this was, this story was not allowed to get out for 50 years. Mm. So uh, hence why that film came and why yeah. he was pardoned. I think it was Gordon Brown that got yeah. him pardoned. So he so he helped break the Enigma Code, which is what the German, yeah. German military are using for their U-boats yeah. and for their army to communicate. Yeah, so yeah. this was at the time, yeah. at the Atlantic War. I'm a bit of a history nerd. Oh, right, so, so you uh, know way more about yeah, the war. So, but, yeah, so uh, you know, uh, it was a massive problem with the U-boats sinking uh, yeah. uh, boats going from America and vice, uh, to, to bring supplies to uh, mainly the UK, but other European ans- yeah. uh, allies fighting the Nazis. Um, so thousands upon thousands of uh, uh, say of sailors were being lost, but also civilians as well, because uh, you know the German U-boats didn't really discriminate that much. Yeah. Um, but also uh, they uh, so breaking the code also really uh, helped uh, uh, the British Royal Navy and British Air Force yeah. identify U-boats yeah. and potentially saved God knows how many lives mm. from. Mm. Drowning in the Atlantic. Yeah. Which well, we, is, we would, yeah. England would be a very different place to live, wouldn't it, if they'd have won? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah you know not to I mean? mention that, but also, uh, yeah, in, in the Eastern Front as well. I think because yeah. uh, uh, they broke they broke the whole code for the whole German military. So we were passing information sure. to the Soviets as well. Yeah, uh, to, and to to other to our other allies to yeah. help. It was a massive, real part of yeah. winning the second mm. this the second yeah. world war so so i just wanted to jump and give a little bit more historical no, it's really interesting and uh, then obviously went how important to, he was yeah, yeah he was really yeah and, and he just happened to be a gay man as well and yeah and like i said i thought why don't i know about him yeah um yeah. maybe that was my fault i yeah. don't know so so after the war i'm right thinking he was he was then persecuted he was he was tried for for because it was it was illegal gross um, indecency yeah yeah that, so. that, that's what it was called yeah yeah so to yeah. be gay so um, I've looked a lot, so, so you know more about the war bit. I know less about that, yeah. you know that, and I know more about him as a person, because mm. um, that's what I honed in on really. And so he was building, I think it was called the bomb machine, which was like the early version of the computer. Mm. And there, there were other people doing it as well. Yeah. Um, so they were also spying on him. Um, so he had a lover and stuff. Um, this is pre-1967 when, yeah. you know, Quentin Crisp, other people like that. Um, so, yeah, if you recall, you were, I think you were given a choice. You either went to prison or you um, took um, hormones. To, so your bits wouldn't work and you grow breasts, basically. With the, that's the option he chose. Yeah. And the question I was left with is, wonder why he chose that rather than going to prison? Because... If he would have gone to prison, he probably would still be alive, like so many others. Yeah. And then I thought, I probably chose that because he wanted to protect that machine he was building. Oh, right. Maybe. Maybe. That's just my own... That's not fact. This okay. is just my own, yeah. you know, conclusion. 
Um, and that makes sense to me because yeah. he po- he put cyanide in an apple and took a bite out of it, obviously yeah. on iPhones and and that we've got an apple with a bite out of it. Well, again, yeah. that's there's nothing proven. You know, mm. but oh, I remember um, uh, with regards to the apple. Yeah, uh, yeah. Obviously, he famously uh, committed uh, suicide, suicide yeah. uh, with a yeah. poisoned apple. Um, yeah, I think I heard in QI uh, Stephen Fry was mentioning that mm. uh, he he asked someone hype an apple or like, maybe one of the originator, uh, originators about yeah. where, whether that logo was because of Alan Turing, yeah. and he said apparently the bloke from Apple said, "Oh, that would have been amazing," but unfortunately, but unfortunately, why not a whole apple then? You I know. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just, why not an orange? Why not banana? Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I mean, like, uh, it would be it would be absolute poetry if if that was yeah, the case. But yeah. uh, th- 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 this this fellow at, at Apple says, says I know, says, I've, and the same I've done to research. I really want it. I really want it to be true. Me too. I really want it to yeah. be true. But um, maybe you know, maybe that that's a that's a, an idea that people can attach the logo yeah. now. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but um, yeah, I kind of wanted to do a tribute to him. I guess that's what the yeah, and not just him, all those other people. It's like, well, what about all these other people? Yeah, in the song, it says about you know being yeah. being socially selective and the government and you know yeah um, yeah. I, I, and then there was Alan Turing Law. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so yeah, we've. Completely forgot my train of thought again. <laughs> That's right. So we, we, we were talk, talking about you know the, uh, Alan Turing's life, his his contribution to the war, and then his persecution. And yeah. Obviously, this yeah uh, uh, this human condition. You guys have, yeah. have this great great song about it. So uh, all right. So yeah. <laughs> um, Peter Thatchell, they were campaigning for um, Alan Turing Law. I think it was to get everyone else pardoned. Okay. As well, um, because there were presumably still people living with not being able to express their sexuality, mm-hmm. you know, in a physical form, with breasts that are chosen to take, you know, the yeah. hormone. Yeah. Um, it's chemical, te- technically it's chemical castration. Isn't it? Exactly, that's yeah. exactly what it was, yeah. there's a, at The end section of the song is suicide and cyanide. And, yeah, and yeah, we, yeah. There's a bit in the song that talks about chemical castration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's obviously a yeah. really, really massive subject and we yeah. could probably feel just a couple of hours talking about that. Yeah. Um, and we managed to put it into four minutes. Yeah, <laughs> that's that that that's a, a, a as a as a fellow songwriter. That's a, yeah. that's a, something that I'm very. Um, uh, I, I'm, I'm yeah. I, I I'm very impressed by that. Because oh, like, uh, uh, I I can't, I can only write songs about about girls and stuff <laughs> and, and have it be listenable. So uh, well. you know, but uh, you know, I I do you know I'm a big big fan of history and yeah. you know. Um, and also particularly on the human experience and you know and, and there, there are things that I care deeply about I, I just can't put it into a song so I have a lot of respect for you being able as a fellow songwriter to be able to, to do that because God knows I can't so yeah well that's kudos, where um, Jerome helped yeah as well although I, we pretty much stuck with the bones of what I'd written that day that first day mm-hmm. um, yeah he, he came up with the actual clever idea of breaking the code of love that was his bit yeah. the rest was kind of uh, yeah right. Yeah. But together, I, I, I'm, I love collaboration. Mm. Absolutely love it. Um, and what, what comes out of it is incredible. Yeah. So that, then we then turned it into this, when we were making the first album, we, we, were, we need to make this electronic now. Yeah. So um, he, he helped with that. Yeah. yeah. 
so yeah, so you were saying that, that when it uh, started off had like more of like a horn section sort of sound yeah. to it. So what was like the actual like instrument instrumentation to it then? Was it still keyboard based or? Yeah, it was keyboard, guitar. Right. Jerome's a really good accomplished guitarist. Right. Yeah, it was more. It had a more seventies rock sound to it, I guess. Right. A bit. I think it was a bit. A section of it was a little bit like "Living Let Die." Okay. I think, if I remember rightly, right. I haven't heard it for oh. a long time. I, you know, I must listen. Yeah. The, the idea the was we're going to get some proper um, um, bass. Uh, sorry, brass on it. Some yeah. Proper people to play. Oh, right. Which he he did when he released his album. He did a, his own version of it, oh, and right. he did do that. Yeah. Oh, cool! Could you send me a, send, yeah. send me a link to that, yeah, please? Sure. That would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'd, I'd love to. I'd love to check it out. You know, because yeah. um, Jerome is on the on our song as well. He's in the su- suicide and cyanide sections and doing oh. some backing vocals. Oh, wicked! Well, shout out to Jerome. I mean, yeah. I think like yeah, uh, it's it's a and that's your first, that's the first uh, track on your album as well. Your twenty sixteen yeah. release. Yeah. So it's a bold thing to start to kick off an album. Mate. Yeah. <laughs> well, I sent it to Peter Thatchell. Yeah. Thinking maybe he could use it for the campaign. You know, yeah. and th- this is uh, where I don't know serendipity comes in, if that's the right word. So the we set the release date back in. Uh, about October of 2016 mm-hmm. to release it on the 31st of January 2017. Yeah. Uh, so it was released that morning of uh, the 31st of January. That evening at six o'clock, the news came through that um, Alan Turing Law was passed. So everyone would be, you know, given a pardon. Oh. Wow. That's... That, that would just felt like, yeah, ah, the song's not needed for that, which is great because mm. it's. Been, but why should it happen on that little that day? It could have happened the the next day, or yeah. I don't know. I I look into things probably more deeply, like that. But it, it felt magical. It felt wow. This it was is connected somehow. Yeah, like the plan- not that we would we did much. You know, we mm. certainly didn't do much. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But um, the plans just kind of aligned on that. Yeah, one. yeah. It was so nice that it happened on that day, for yeah. us, for yeah. me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, well, it, uh, yeah. That's... I felt like it was maybe it was a nod from Alan, you know. Saying, oh God, who knows? <laughs> you know, as a gay yeah. man, yeah, and he was a gay man. Mm. Just that, you know, there's nothing else I can do but keep your story going. Yeah, tell your story in my way. Like um, yeah, and and with uh, folks like yourself, like with like um, 
you know, tipping your hat to Alan Turing. You mean like you dedicated an entire song? Uh, you, you open up your album talking about his his life and, and uh, yeah. the injustices of what what happened to him, but also his legacy on science, but also on on gay rights as yeah, yeah. As, as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So with uh, people like yourself doing that, you're definitely going to be keeping. I think, anyways, you yeah, know, that that's going to really help to keep that keep that going. And um, you know, uh, it's just great that people like Alan Turing are much more widely talked about absolutely and, and he also uh, won uh, won <laughs> like you um they, a couple of years ago they did that um icon of the century or something didn't they do you remember i don't i doubt that might person bad but please tell me i think it was chris packham that did his the speech about him so they get different people to i think margaret thatcher nelson mandela um and other you know people were in the running for it yeah and alan Turing won that oh wow and oh, there he is. Yeah. <laughs> so the light flickered. The light flickered there. <laughs> Alan's also, saying, "What's up?" <laughs> also, he's going on the um, fifty-pound note, isn't he? Is he? Yeah. Oh right. Yeah. That's... I, I don't know if that's happened yet or it's happening. It's been a while since I've seen a fifty-pound. Yeah, me too. <laughs> me too. Especially <laughs> since March. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's all been contactless. Well, I actually, touched money since March. No, no. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've. Got, like I've had a few guitar people pay me cash and it's been like yeah. oh what's oh what do I do with this, this? <laughs> do I have to quarantine it <laughs> yeah do I have to sterilise it <laughs> get the sanitizer out until the twenty pound note <laughs> but, um, no re- really good I'm really happy that I got to pick your brain about Alan Alan Turing yeah well was, yeah. thank you because nobody ever does frankly yeah. it's nice that you've picked up on that you know? yeah yeah well, I mean like, I I've just got such a I don't know, I've just got such a sensitivity for anything historical. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, you know, I'll just I'll just latch onto it. And I think it's a truly an an important story to to be to be shared. So, yeah. No, thank th- thanks for that, dude. Really <laughs> so, appreciate that. Um so um you've played uh you played Glastonbury before. Oh yeah. Which I mean <laughs> that's cool as fuck. <laughs> Let's yeah. talk about that. <laughs> okay. So we've played Glastonbury once as this human condition, and I've done it twice solo, but on a really small stage. It, so in Williams Green, there's a stage run by Oxfam, I think, and Greenpeace. Uh, it's actually a replica of the pyramid stage. So it's called the mini pyramid stage. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's that's the one I've played on. Nice. Um, the first time we played was with this human condition in 2017 and there was a, a big audience I, I must say not for us it just because it was on a Thursday we played and people are have you, have you been before yeah yeah so yeah, you yeah, know yeah. that people Good just waiting times. around you're waiting for it to happen yeah, aren't you? it's yeah, building yeah. up it's building up yeah there were a lot of people in Williams Green just sat down and obviously the PA wasn't big enough to reach all of those people anyway it was only a small PA but um people were definitely looking you know, we had our yeah. own little audience at the front. We had people screaming and dancing and chanting our name and and stuff. Oh, awesome! So, although it wasn't a, you know, um, it was an incredible experience. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but you kind of also think, oh, I'd love to just do this on a bigger stage where the sound is just, mm. you know, yeah, bigger. You know? Yeah. So, and then I went back to that stage that same year and did a couple of solo songs, and then last year I did some solo stuff on there as well so I've worked for Oxfam ah uh, right so yeah ah happy days man oh actually that leads me into another thing we've we've wrote a song called Living for the Summertime mm-hmm. which is about 
yeah, that experience of going to Glastonbury. I mean, I, I started going to Glastonbury in 1995. Um, but when I got together with uh, Mr. Minchie, he'd never been. And I, I, as such a music fan, I, I found that astounding that he'd never been. I suppose it's really difficult to get into as well, isn't it? Yeah. There's that other side of the coin. Just just getting tickets is hard. Let yeah, alone, let absolutely. Alone play. Well, it says that in the song. It says about yeah, getting yeah, the golden yeah. ticket. It's like yeah. a golden ticket, isn't it? <laughs> it is, get yeah. one. But if you don't get a ticket, then for me, it's not an option not to go. So I have to, mm. then my second choice would be Oxfam. Yeah. I can't do that. I've done security in the past. That yeah. was horrendous. I've, you know... I would do bar work, but I don't really want to, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but you, you can kind of wrangle your way in. Uh, yeah. My dad and brother are really into cycling, and there's like a cyclist yeah. tent. So one year yeah. they couldn't get tickets, so they just volunteered yeah. there. And sure, they missed a few sets, but yeah. they got to be there. Yeah. So, uh, Absolutely. Yeah, you can wrangle your way in. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we met, I've met Michael Evis at Glastonbury years mm. ago. Um, and last 2018, we released this song. Um, and I saw that Michael Evis was going to be in Bath doing a, a talk just around the time we were releasing it. A couple of weeks before we were releasing it, we released on the summer solstice. Um, and I thought, I've got to get Michael Evis the first copy, you know? Whether he, what he chooses to do with it is yeah, yeah. You know, immaterial. <laughs> I'm driven now <laughs> to go in and say, look, we wrote the song. We got to talk to him, did him a copy. Uh, Mr. Minchie was saying, oh, no, let's put it on a little, you know... Uh, what are they called them little stick things where you memory stick okay yeah, yeah. whatever um, I was like no let's put it on CD yeah. well, let's do both so yeah. he took that I took the CD I'm thinking Michael Evis is in his 80s or early 90s now he'd probably want a CD wouldn't he I, I would I, I'd give them both person <laughs> exactly you want to exactly. give so him we like have, a we set as well covered. just really make sure that you can hear it yes <laughs> yeah. anyway um, he said he would he said, oh, you've written a song about my little festival, his actual words. <laughs> I was like, little festival, <laughs> Then he Then he asked if we'd been, and we were like, yes, that's what the song's about, and um, that we'd played. He was, he was very interest, yeah. interested, you know? We were like, yeah, it was the mini pyramid. Oh, yeah, I'm so-and-so runs that, and, you know. Yeah. And he was thrilled that yeah. we'd written, you know, and he, he was going on holiday, and he said he would listen to it. Nice. So whether he did or not, I don't know, but... Um, it it was a nice exchange. My mother was there as well, mm-hmm. and she met him and was yeah. was chatting to him. Yeah, there's a little photo of us taking it. You wouldn't if if you didn't know Michael Evis, you would just presume that we were a little family. Yeah, <laughs> My, Michael Evis could have been your dad. Well, that would have been amazing. <laughs> Imagine having Michael Evis for a dad. Oh man, well uh, being a musician. Mm, yeah, well his daughter Emily Evis is that she's really in tune with the festival. She's really yeah. into choosing yeah, the band. She's really and, come on board. Yeah, with, with all that. I think um, at this stage, I think Michael might just be a bit of like an over. No, he's very much still oh. involved. Yeah, oh, he, like, he basically. I don't know what I'm talking about. Go on. <laughs> no, <laughs> she is taking a more active role. You're yeah. right, but he's he he because people were asking him that that very question. He was like, "Well, at the end of the day, my decision goes." You know. If the, mm strongly doesn't want a band or want you know yeah his his decision is final you've only said that for Coldplay <laughs> Boreplay Coldplay <laughs> Boreplay <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh good old Coldplay oh uh, well yeah I don't like Coldplay must admit no I, they have had some great songs but like uh, yeah so I was there that year I couldn't even bring myself to see them we went to see Earth, Wind and Fire which was much Hell better yeah. yeah yeah they're just they're just um, Coldplay just a bit 
I don't know, Cowan Rock, you know. Well, they also had all these funny plastic things that they were giving out for free. And I thought, well, that's not very in keeping with, you know, recycling and the yeah. rest of it. And then you would see them on the floor after. Uh, Chris anyway. Martin, you little bug. <laughs> <laughs> but he did, to be fair to them, they did help Michael out, didn't they? Years ago, when he was struggling, yeah, I think so. Yeah, that, they that, filled in a few slots. That, yeah, that that was like when they um, when they were first coming out with their mm. parachutes record. Yeah, yeah like um, no, there's there's first couple of records. There are some like you know tunes like Yellow. I can listen and, to Yellow. Yeah, Yellow's a yeah. really good song. Yeah. I wish I wrote that. Not yeah. gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know, I'm talk- they're, they're just too fun to talk shit about. Yeah, they're too fun. To, you just they're, they're like a loose tooth. You've got to just yeah. Just raggle it, you know. That's just too much fun. Yeah, that's too much fun. But let's let's rise above it. Let's rise. absolutely. I've never heard of them. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if only. Uh, uh, yeah. No. There's so many iconic bands that have played. played yeah. Who have last, you seen? That stands out highlights. Oh, well, I think the most iconic last moment I saw was Jay Z's. Uh, oh. uh, first set in 2008 right I wasn't there but I wish I'd have me and all my mates were kind of like rocking indie yeah backgrounds so. or Jason Z Jason uh, <laughs> Peter K calls him so um, <laughs> when uh, JC was announced we yeah. were kind of a little bit like ah. um, my mate Stu who's been on the podcast was kind of dead set against it but then his we all went to go see a set because we thought you know this is something this is this is big this is yeah. big you know like a, I don't know any of his music or whatever and he just came out and absolutely smashed it my mate Stu absolutely lost his mind seeing seeing him right. and he's now a, a hip hop producer wow he's, he's, he's he, yeah I, I, I had him on, on the show uh, promoting his promoting but Glastonbury his, can do that single. can yeah. it can yeah, really just, shake you up and make you realise what it is you want to do yeah he's been obsessed with hip hop ever yeah. since every time we're around his he's putting on like hip hop uh, yeah. vinyl and yeah no he just knows his, he's just absolute conversion complete 180 it was, it was magnificent to see <laughs> yeah. Yeah. so I think that's probably the most um, iconic Glastonbury moment in terms of like uh, bands I've seen that I've loved I, I could talk all yeah all, all yeah. day about that um, that's the whole other show oh god yeah yeah that's the whole that, that's my monologue version I don't even have a guest and I'll just and I'll just ramble about stuff uh, which is something I thought about doing but I want to I appreciate the listenership that I've got too much to put them through that shit so <laughs> and um, so when I first started I remember thinking oh I want to get a really somebody's shit to support us or because I want to yeah. hear better you know yeah. I'm just being honest now yeah um, and then somewhere along the line I kind of read something or I realised actually no that's not the point at all is it it's mm. about 
helping each other out. It's yeah. about supporting each other. This is what mm-hmm. these emom nights and mm-hmm. we all play synth nights are about. Yeah. And that there's power. I mean, we we went on tour, did a little tour with the emom nights. He was touring it around the country that that night. Yeah. Uh, we went up to Nottingham. We did uh, London, a few other places. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you connect with other bands in other cities, other electronic bands in my case. And that there's power in that, isn't there? And then yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, because yeah. we go to their place, we can support them, we can put on a gig here and, you know, and mm-hmm. actually let's find people that we really enjoy yeah. because we love music. So, and then that if you get somebody who's really, really great, it just makes you up your game, mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was, I was completely missing the point in the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. I was a bit too... Yeah. <laughs> selfish and like oh no I felt threatened you know mm, I know exactly what you mean and I think also not not just for supporting other artists it just it means that if you've got awesome people that you're sharing stage with it just means your crowd's going to have a the crowd's going to have a better time Absolutely. as well and that's what yeah. it's all about really totally you know um, do you you know a following I'd much rather follow a band that's going to be or an artist that's going to be like maybe people are going to enjoy as a whole more than us I'd rather yeah. have that than have yeah. than follow someone that's just really not done a very good job and has like left the crowd kind yeah. of feeling yeah pissed off and a bit yeah. like maybe they don't want to see another live act maybe they're done with live music for tonight yeah. because so and so's just gone on stage and just and just fucked the whole atmosphere yeah. up you know uh, no yeah and you, you, yeah there's something in the air when people are great uh, like yeah. when, when, when like uh, or or well I should say when people are having great great night you know and there's a uh, you know, uh, everyone's getting on stage and killing and crushing it, and you just feel like you're riding a momentum, you know? And yeah, because if your support, it, it, the crowd are really uh, responsive, and you think, oh, wow, that's going really well. Oh, shit. <laughs> I really better step up what I was going to do. Yeah. And oh, then I... you end up having a, a better night because of it, I yeah. think. And, and it can kind of put a bit of, it can make you feel a little bit nervous, but, oh, like, yeah. and, uh, but you kind of like the, the trick, I don't know how you feel about this, but I feel like the trick is to take those nerves and sort of turn them into into energy or motivation or yeah. let it put some fire yeah. in your belly yeah. and then it just motivates you to well I, I also have this thing about if I really think somebody's great I want to go and tell them yeah because how many times have I stood there at gigs and I've had the opportunity to meet people and I've been a bit too shy and thought yeah. mm, and I've gone away thinking oh, I really yeah. wish I would have just said I really enjoyed that because mm. I know now as a performer when people yeah. do that how amazing that is that, yeah. that you've connected with somebody or somebody's gotten it or even yeah. if it's just a track often people come up and say it's just oh, I really liked that particular track yeah. you know and if that's all they've gotten out of it yeah amazing yeah yeah you know and also I think like um, I don't know about about you but when someone's quite specific with what they're giving you a compliment about like oh that song yeah there, or yeah. that you know yeah. particular I don't know like for, for me that, that guitar solo or that whatever like yeah. uh, it's, it's kind of nice because it shows that they've like really listened and they've put and something out there yeah. as it, 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 what you've done has has grabbed them and, it, and it's just it just makes you feel yeah i i i, I like it yeah um you know um uh yeah so it's so like now as you know as a, as a mu- musician that yeah. you know people people like it you know uh um totally the um so sorry to cut you off no no, no please do we we then took this, we, we met these bands and then we went around doing a proper like mini tour of the UK. Oh, right. So it was no longer about open mic or testing the songs out. You know, we'd released the songs. 
it was now going out there. We went to Manchester, um, Newcastle under Lyme, uh, Nottingham, London, all these, you know, uh, Cardiff, um, Western Bath, you know, and you, it's thinking outside of Bristol as well. I find mm. a lot of Bristol people just think inside of Bristol. Yeah. And um, we're fortunate enough to get our music played around the world on yeah. um, a lot of community radio stations. But there's a lot of electronic support out there yeah, for people to get their stuff played. Um, but yeah, putting on a great gig with like playing half an hour each with four electronic bands and then charging a tenner. You know, yeah. initially I was like, tenner, that's a bit much. And yeah. you know, Gary from Nature of Wire said, um, no, if it's a fiver, people just think you're all shit. Yeah, and he was true. right. And that's I couldn't true. believe it. I did the door first. We take it in turns doing the door as well. Um, and I couldn't believe it. People were handing over tenors, you know. That yeah. I don't know why. The sales part of me is really shall I, I almost want to pay them for being there. You I know? know exactly <laughs> what you mean. I know it, that, yeah, that's the hardest. That's the hardest part about the entrepreneurial side of music is, is pricing things. Yeah. Effectively. Um, yeah, and, and and your friend's absolutely right to say uh, if you're yeah, charging just a fiver, yeah. uh, people are gonna think it sucks. Yeah, and I kind of thought, yeah, I would think the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you, you sort of like attach value to it by asking mm. for a bit more money. Yeah. And you know, if people are out on a night out, chances are they're they're, they're willing to spend a bit of bit of cash. I would pay ten pounds easily to see four bands. You know, that's a, that's a, that's, that's a, a bargain, that's isn't a bargain. it? I know. So yeah. why wasn't I thinking I was worthy of that? Yeah, you know? that's an excellent point. Yeah. That's an excellent point, and uh, that's something that I'm trying to get yeah. a bit more confident and comfortable with with, with myself. So I I love to hear that. That's yeah. so encouraging to hear, man. Uh uh Jamie, this has been awesome. We've done about an hour now. All oh, right, cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, dude, I really, really appreciate you uh, uh, coming on. Uh, is, uh, You're very welcome. Uh, any last last things you, you would like uh, people to know about? Um, well, in September, um, we plan to release, not as this human condition, we're taking a break um, and I'm doing a new project. Well, I'm flirting with a new project, uh, me and Richard Mordecai. And we've got a song coming out called Handbag Punk. Um, and it's uh, a little bit filthy. <laughs> <laughs> we've... We, well, it never get played on the radio, so we've had to do a clean version, just in case. I do like the idea that it wouldn't get played. Send, please send us the explicit wrong. What the, I think the I did. One. I oh, think I, I did. I think you. Well, you oh, yeah. I think, you think you have? I yeah. have. Excellent. I have sent you the filth version. I think of it course, just says yeah, filth. Yeah. Don't don't give me the sense. But he's version. in the kind of. <laughs> have you heard of Divine? Divine. No, I don't think I have. Or Sylvester. No, um, so you're gonna have to. You're gonna okay, so inside. we were at Green Man Festival last year. Richard and I were just uh, we we kind of do that. Um, uh, let's pick a genre, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I don't really like repeating. Yeah, but it's like say normal. Our track normal's got over twenty thousand streams. That yeah, I noticed last week. Yeah, yeah. Just because that's a formula that's working doesn't mean to say that that's we want to make more of those. You mm. know. Yeah. So we we often like to do the opposite. Uh, right. you, <laughs> I think you, it just you keeps like it keep, interesting. You like to keep wriggling. Wriggling. You, yeah, don't get, good, you don't want to get. Yeah. So we were at Green Man. Yeah. And um, we just were talking about our love for high energy music. Mm-hmm. Okay. That obviously came from disco, high energy. Now yeah. I think they call it like a tallow. I went. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so high energy uh, people like Sylvester, Patrick Carley. Uh, Sylvester is like, you know, you make me feel mighty real and all that. I'm sure. I'm sure I'd recognise it. I, I big gap in my knowledge when it comes to disco. I'm oh, okay. Jeremy, sorry. <laughs> so, um, educate me. Th- this is a homage to all that, really. Oh, right. It, so we've all dressed up as drag queens. 
uh, me Amazing. and Richard, and we've got another chap, Sam, on board. So we've yeah. all got our beards still. We haven't got the whole hog. <laughs> We're not trying to pretend to be women. <laughs> when you see the video, you will hopefully fall around on the floor laughing <laughs> and enjoy the song. You know, yeah. there's so much in it. I'm really pleased with it. it really, It's really different for me. It's um, Obviously, with this human condition, we've done some darker themes. Um, and... This just feels really kind of... It's still dark and filthy, but more in a a gay sort of way, I guess. And okay. my roots, you know? And, yeah. And all these clubs that I used to go to um, where they would play Sylvester or uh, Divine or, oh. you know, all that stuff. So, yeah, I was just excited to tell you about that. <laughs> exciting so uh, where can people check that so check that uh, we're going to release on sylvester's birthday which is september the 6th and we're going to try and release the video on divine's birthday which is in october because <laughs> <laughs> i'm a, i'm a real freak with dates yeah like, i can see that yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you brought up like six so far I know, yeah I know. no I, I, I wish i was a bit better at that i yeah. remember my bat and my birthday and a few uh, like fat, fat few families' birthdays, and uh, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I need to get better at that. And uh, yeah, like um, yeah, fact, uh, I will check out. Uh, it was a uh, what the uh, Divine and Sylvester. Sylvester. Well, yeah, because what I well, have what I have heard of yeah. disco music, I have actually really liked. I've just okay. for one one reason or another, I've never uh, well delved in. We are in the middle of making a podcast about why we've done this track ah. with including songs that were inspired by and so uh i'll send it to you when yeah. it's done yeah, yeah. please and uh, what's what's just and so people can know because well, well that's the other thing you yeah. know we are we've got a week um to think of a name ah right okay <laughs> we've been banding some names around so we don't really want to release under my name okay um we want to create another side you know another name so we got so i don't know what the name's going to be yet but okay. the song is called handbag punk um yeah. the podcast will just be um i don't know just me <laughs> i'm essentially interviewing richard and yeah because obviously um our audience know me mm -hmm. and i'm a bit out there a bit a little bit public and richard's not so it's a way a really nice way of we and he's ready now you know uh. he's ready to kind of be more than just a producer. Get into, the get into the limelight a little bit. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of... I, I like how you're kind of like guiding him. Yeah. Guiding him through that, kind of easing him into... Absolutely. And I, I was yeah. amazed that we got him, you know, in the video and stuff because <laughs> he could be a bit shy. But now he's really 
Yeah. So he's playing Sylvester in the video. I'm playing Divine. <laughs> Sam is playing like an early Diana Doors. <laughs> All of these names are low. It's just be like... <laughs> Fantastic. Well, they, they, they are a little bit, but I'm, I'm sure that when I'm... This might be my way of getting a little bit more knowledgeable about disco music, so... Yeah, well, Punker. You know. I, I know um, somebody was talking about Punker, one of your podcasts I was listening to. Um, they put on a music show, music videos. Ah. And they played God Kills Another Kitten a few weeks ago. Ah, right. Yeah. But they're, they're sort of like an alternative queer scene in Bristol. And, okay. And Wig in the Box promotions, Claire sets that up. They ah. put on... We did a... I did a Prince tribute. Um, I did. I sang Raspberry Beret <laughs> in uh, the... Was it the Old Market Assembly? Oh, So right. they had a whole Prince night on. Wow. Yeah, that must that have was, been insane. That was great. I do love Fantastic. Prince. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, honestly, such an underrated guitar player as well. Yeah, people do, was... people talk about like the voice and the songs, which is also great. But yeah, but yeah. he could play many different instruments, yeah. but he played them extremely well, didn't yeah. he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To yeah. A, gra- a, a, yeah. a vast level. Yeah. Um. When you say Prince, you don't necessarily think great guitar player, but yeah, mm. Jesus Christ, he's yeah. he's up there with the greats in rock and roll. If you ask, he me. literally just—I agree totally. He yeah. literally just lived and breathed music. I mean, yeah. where, where do you see pictures of him falling out of clubs or being? on holiday you don't no, do you just didn't, you just didn't. Uh, yeah he just he just I think he just did music the whole time yeah that, that, from what I could tell that was his mm. drug yeah. you know and uh, Paisley Park yeah that was just his world well, he created his own world yeah he's uh, something they definitely broke the mould when they made Prince yeah. they were, I don't think there's going to be anyone like him for Mr. Minch will be pleased I said that because a he's a real prince uh, but I am too but yeah. he's like supersonic Mega level. <laughs> super Prince. Yeah, Super Prince. <laughs> Dude, this is this has been awesome. So uh, uh, this human condition, people can uh, check you guys out on, on uh, Spotify. Uh, Gold Kills and of King was your most recent single. Um, there are a bunch of remixes for uh, Telepathic Heights as well, which you absolutely check out. Uh, you're all over social media as well. As, uh, yeah, yeah, we're on every platform pretty much. Um, awesome. Thishumancondition.com, you'll find everything you need to know. Great, cool. And uh, what's your new uh, group called again? We don't know the name. Don't but know the at name. the moment, I'm on Instagram. I've set one up under Handbag Punk. Handbag Punk. So we're kind of going with that Handbag Punk thing at the moment, but that will probably change as soon as we find something sweet. You know. Yeah. We yeah. just don't know what it is yet. Yeah, yeah. But I, I guess if people follow like human con- uh, this human condition as well, then yeah, they'll, sure, they'll, sure. They'll, yeah, I'm. A, I've got my own um, at Mr. Jamie Jamal on Twitter as well. Oh, great. Um, Instagram, yeah, you'll find, you'll find. And it's all at Jamie Jamel. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jamie, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been fantastic. First podcast that we've done uh, face-to-face since lockdown, and I'm really glad we kind of got to restart with yourself. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you for having me. Nice one. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Hey folks, thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Uh, today's show was brought to you by uh, none other than myself. So I'm giving guitar lessons during lockdown. So if you want to pick up a new skill, uh, head over to my Facebook page or my Instagram. Uh, it's called Simon Teaches Guitar and you can message me directly through there. Or you could email me at simonteachesguitar90 at gmail.com. 
That's Simon Teaches Guitar 90 at gmail.com. I am offering half price off your first lesson, so that'll just be £15. Furthermore, if you mention in your inquiry that uh, you found out about my teaching services through the Simon Campbell incident, that's another £5 off, so a tenner for your first lesson. You might as well give it a shot, folks. You got the time on your hands. All right, see you next week. <laughs>